Welcome to First Line. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and I am a student doctor in my last year of medical school. First Line brings listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness through an osteopathic lens. First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, how to succeed in medical school, and various topics in healthcare, including mental health, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. If you are interested and you don't know too much, I really do recommend you go back to listen to my episodes on all of the nine Enneagram numbers. I have an introductory episode where I talk about the Enneagram in general, and then I have an episode for each of the numbers. I think it might be helpful to listen to that introductory episode at least before listening to this one if you're brand new to the Enneagram. Otherwise, it doesn't really matter what order you go into, whether you listen to all nine numbers, their episode, or if you listen to this episode first. This episode might also provide a little bit more structure to the Enneagram and how the numbers relate to each other and kind of point out similarities and differences. And for those of you that are familiar with the Enneagram already, you're going to get a lot out of this episode by just understanding how the different Enneagram numbers relate to each other on a deeper level than just going through them individually. You'll find how they relate to each other, what commonalities there are, and it really helps you connect with other people. Maybe with another person, you may not know their exact Enneagram number, but you can at least maybe acknowledge that they have this center of intelligence and know how to navigate that in your relationship with them. And this is just useful for everyone to get to the understanding that there are three types of intelligence and people are seeing the world in a different way. That's what the Enneagram is really about. It's not just a personality test or a personality inventory, but it really is a way to learn about how other people see the world, what natural tendency is that will make it more likely that they interact with themselves, with others, and with the world in that way. It's not to say that everyone that is a type 3 acts the same way. There's a lot of variation within each of the Enneagram numbers. So I want to first start out with the centers of intelligence. And I like to use this term because we think of intelligence from a thinking or a brain standpoint a lot of times, but there are other types of intelligence too. And just because you have the feeling center of intelligence with emotional IQ doesn't mean that you don't also have brain IQ, thinking IQ. It's just that some of the numbers drift towards different centers of intelligence, but you still have all three together. You just have one that is probably going to be more dominant. And so figuring out which one that is can help you to figure out your number. There's the thinking, the feeling, and the doing centers of intelligence. And typically, you're going to have all three. One is going to be dominant. So when you are thinking about this, I would want to ask you when something happens maybe a stressful event is the first thought in your head what you think about the event what you 
feel in response to the event or is the thought about what you're going to do about it? Is the thought what you think about it from a logical point of view? Is it what you feel, so that emotional response? Or is it planning for the future and saying, what am I going to do about it from a very tangible viewpoint? So if your answer was what you're going to think, you have the thinking center of intelligence. And that is also known as the head triad. Those numbers are five, six, and seven. If your response was more emotional of what you were going to feel, that is the feeling center of intelligence. That's the heart triad. So that's numbers two, three, and four. And then if your response was, what am I going to do? That is the gut triad, and that is numbers eight, nine, and one. So for a lot of you just thinking about that question, it may not seem obvious what your answer is, but I would challenge you in the next week or so, when things come up, right after you respond in whatever way you're going to respond, try to reflect at the end of the day, like, okay, what, what was something that occurred today that needed my response? And then think in that example, what was your first thought in your head? Was it thinking, feeling, or doing? So now I want to go into all three of the triads a little bit more and draw more on what personalities the triads have. So the feeling triad, these numbers are very emotionally centered. They have high emotional intelligence. And the numbers two, three, and four, they really are on a search for affirmation and for love. So twos want to help people and be wanted in order to receive love. Three, seek accomplishment and success to be loved. Fours, seek very deep and authentic relationships in order to feel love. They would rather choose a few individuals to have real love with instead of wanting to please everyone. Their relationships are at the core of the feeling triad and they tend to just instinctually know what other people need threes especially tend to be people pleasers uh twos to an extent do this as well but it's more on a one-on-one basis so their inner world is very much impacted by their external world how their relationships are going and how much they're able to succeed in the world is going to affect their self-esteem and what they think about themselves. They don't really think of themselves as having inherent value outside of that. They think that it comes from how they are in the world and how they are with other people and that's where they get their value. So they really have to do a lot of work when it comes to self-love and setting boundaries and being very intentional. And all of them approach feelings in a slightly different way. Twos will feel what other people feel instead of feeling what they feel themselves. Whereas threes are out of touch with their feelings, they tend to set their feelings aside until a later time where they can deal with them. They often very much are in touch with the feelings of other people. And then fours, they do feel a lot of their feelings and they they feel the deepest out of any of the numbers and they internalize their feelings. 
they like to dwell in their feelings and they often have this interesting dynamic of wanting to connect with other people but then also wanting to feel disconnected from other people in order to have their own sense of individuality. For each of the centers of intelligence, each triad has its own dominant emotion and for the feeling center of intelligence or the heart triad this dominant emotion is shame and each of the numbers approach shame a little bit differently but shame is often the underlying motivator for their feelings thoughts and actions so twos and fours they both try to control their shame and twos control the shame by trying to get people to like them because if other people like them, they feel less shame. Fours try to control that shame by focusing more inwardly, focusing on their own uniqueness. And that serves as a way to control the shame, whereas the twos look more outwardly. And threes are a bit different than the other two numbers. Threes deny their shame. They will often not really be too in touch with their shame, whereas the twos and the fours are more likely to identify shame as how they feel. But all of these numbers, they really seek to receive recognition for who they are and what they do and their value, and they really seek to be understood by others. So the thinking triad, this is numbers five, six, and seven. This is the triad that use very rational and logical thinking in order to suppress their feelings. Their feelings often include fear, fear that they're not going to be safe, that they're not going to be prepared, that they're going to lose their freedom. They are very much planners that often think about the worst case scenario and the best case scenario and they will often use thinking to regulate their inner world as well. They will regulate any feelings that may make them feel unsafe, any unpleasant feelings they may repress a bit of, or they'll find a rational explanation to their feelings instead of meeting them head on. And they do this in order to obtain safety. For fives, it's important for them to use knowledge and continue to acquire knowledge so that they never have to rely on the knowledge of other people, that they can take care of themselves, and that they don't put themselves into vulnerable relationships. Um, I think there's a lot that we can learn from fives as far as setting boundaries goes, but the one problem that fives have with setting boundaries is to regulate their energy levels. They have very low energy levels because there is just so much happening in their head that to be social and especially being in a position that is not in their comfort area. So being around people that they don't feel comfortable with and coming out of their comfort zone, they can very quickly 
become drained of all their energy. Sixes, um, certainly safety is the big thing. They are driven by anxiety and they seek to use thinking to reduce their anxiety by always being prepared for every scenario. They're always thinking about every situation that could possibly happen and they are always prepared for it. Sevens are more in the thinking realm for their own benefit. They like to seek pleasure above all else. They want to reduce any negative feelings that they could ever have and they will use thinking to get rid of them. They are often pretty out of touch with their feelings, especially their negative feelings, because why would they have negative feelings when they can have positive feelings? So they can think their way out of a lot of emotions that they can have. They can suppress a lot of them. And of course, this can be unhealthy when it hits a boiling point where you can't reframe things anymore. But really, the thinking triad, these are the brainstormers. These are the people with all of the ideas, people that really kickstart things. The dominant emotion for the head triad or the thinking center of intelligence is fear. They use fear to guide decisions that they make. And though we think of the numbers in the head triad as being our deepest thinkers, they're not the only numbers that are capable of thinking and making decisions. In fact, the numbers of the head triad actually take a lot longer to make decisions than the other triads, especially the doing triad. And this is because the numbers in the head triad really like to understand something completely and analyze things before proceeding with action. They tend to be people that want to be knowledgeable in certain areas that they are interested in, and they concentrate a lot on deeper understanding. They're very detail-oriented people than some of the other numbers that might be a little bit more big picture. For the Enneagram 5, for them, their fear comes from lacking in identity or personal significance, especially with interpersonal relationships. So they do tend to isolate themselves a little bit and escape from reality into imaginations. They also tend to have have trouble being vulnerable and opening up about their feelings to other people. For the Enneagram 6s, fear comes in when they feel alone in having to make a decision or if they don't have support or guidance with making decisions, this can cause them to really overthink before deciding on things. They have to play out every situation that could ever happen in their head and often fixate on the worst case scenario. So it's important for them to have friends and family members who they can really trust and who allow them the space to sort through their thoughts and feelings. For sevens, when they do feel fear, it causes them to 
become very self-absorbed and insensitive to other people they can become unorganized uh, sometimes they can they can be impulsive um, because fear for them is a very negative emotion and they really like to avoid any negative emotions and would rather focus their time on creating new experiences that are fun and exciting so really each of the numbers in the head triad deal with fear differently while Fives will withdraw when they're fearful. Sixes will turn to the outside world to other people to feel secure. And then sevens want to distract themselves from the fear. And they often fear having negative emotions, which is a little bit similar to the Enneagram 3. And then it comes the doing triad. Eight, nine, and one. A lot of what they do is to gain control, control over themselves, over relationships, over the outside world, and they seek some sort of rigidity in order to reduce the chances of anger and to add some stability to their life. They also care about being safe. They also care about accomplishment and they also care about pleasure but for them it's always a balance they're very determined but because they are so determined they can become stubborn and they might think that other people are in the way these are often advocates and people that care about different issues and causes and They are often very passionate about their interests. And they find that people in the other triads do not meet them at that same level of intensity. I think that's a pretty good word to use for this triad is intensity. And how that intensity is shown differs with each of the numbers. Ones are intense in the way of their self-discipline and their expectations for perfection or close to perfection, just very high standards. Nines are intense in seeking peace and to compromise with others and to have really a talent for bringing people together and creating harmony and they can be quite intense in their relationships certainly with their loyalty and dependability eights are intense very outwardly you will notice um when it enters a room they carry themselves very differently than other numbers they have a veil of confidence and no-nonsense type of personality and they often at least on the outside show that they don't care what other people think and they are very intense in wanting to preserve their own autonomy and never relinquish control to other people. These numbers are often very busy and various things. Eights are certainly 
future oriented and they stick to their deadlines and they get the ball rolling and they can lose some of their patience with other numbers. Ones are also doers, but when they do things, they have to do it very methodically and it may take them longer to do things, but they are always working on things. Nines, their doing shows up a little bit different. They they tend to have hobbies of wanting to do things with their hands. They um, tend to be pretty active in their bodies. They're also always doing things, but sometimes it is for the doing itself and not necessarily to accomplish a goal they may have unproductive doing and really the control for the doing triad it comes up with one in control over the inner and the outer world so the numbers in the doing triad will often repress thoughts and feelings in their head in order to control their inner world so that they can get things done whatever that means for them based off of their overarching goal and they also tend to want to control the outer world maybe control is a strong word maybe it's just to regulate their outer world they want to know when changes occur they often don't do as well with spontaneity as a lot of the other numbers will they want to have a say in what goes on they often demand very upfront and clear communication and they tend to speak in a matter-of-fact way and they don't beat around the bush um, they tend to be very clear communicators um, and they sometimes say exactly what is on their mind instead of filtering it through feelings or thoughts or thinking about it too much before saying it so for the anger triad also known as the instinctual triad or the instinctual center of intelligence they have an intuitive grasp of people and circumstances and the dynamics of relationships that just give them a very unique type of intelligence that is just very much based off of gut feelings. Because of this, they're pretty strong in their morals and they tend to hold their ground instead of adapting. They can become stubborn. And they often just desire a world that contains clear-cut ideas of what is good and what is bad. They have a harder time embracing more of the gray areas that the feeling triad tends to find beauty in and the thinking triad loves to think about and analyze. The numbers of the gut triad really desire control and also have an innate need for independence and if they lose that control or independence they often will encounter feelings of frustration and anger that can take over how they act and what they say they tend to react almost immediately to their surroundings and events that are happening without analyzing or thinking too much about their reaction ahead of time or how it's going to affect others and when the numbers of this triad feel bad they usually blame themselves when negative things happen they blame themselves sometimes though they'll act with resentment or impatience and they can 
deflect that onto other people too. So eights in particular, they tend to be guarded emotionally around other people because they don't want to be seen as vulnerable or weak. And if they think that they're being controlled, their control over their over themselves and their autonomy is threatened, then they can feel very angry. And when eights encounter anger, and anger is is the dominant emotion that guides the actions of this triad. When eights feel anger, they often express it outwardly, sometimes in a forceful way and often in a physical way. This doesn't mean that they're necessarily violent or throw things, but it could also mean raising their voice. It's just a very outward expression of their anger. Nines feel anger a bit differently. Nines will feel anger when they can't express their needs and thus don't get their needs met, or when they fear future separation from other people. They're very much in tune with relationships, which almost makes them seem seem like a feeling triad number, um, and it's something that's unique for the gut triad. But nines often deny that they feel anger. They often will avoid their anger and just ignore that it's there. And they do this because of that outward view and emphasis on relationships. They would don't want to express anger because it could make people feel uncomfortable. And therefore, they tend to be out of touch with their anger. They may feel a lot of emotions, but they can't really name it as anger. And they, they struggle with how to deal with their anger, with how to cope with it, and how to express it. This is similar to what we saw in the threes and the sevens with kind of suppressing certain emotions. And often the negativity that nines can feel on the inside can become so overwhelming because they suppress it for so long that it can really boil up to a surface and lead to a sort of meltdown where they become pretty explosive with outward expression and they may even look like eights but this is after a really long time of poor coping and not being able to figure out a way to name their anger and express it in a healthier way. Ones are really interesting with their relationship with anger so they often feel angry from the fear and anxiety that they feel directed at themselves when they realize their efforts fail, their perfectionistic efforts fail, that they fall short in whatever way they sense. This leads to a lot of anxiety for the one and it can develop into anger. And this anger is almost always directed towards themselves. They're angry at themselves. They can also be angry at other people, especially if they're the sexual or social subtype. They try to exercise control over their anger by repressing their anger. And for the Enneagram one, that's part of their discipline and being good and being perfectionistic is to not display anger, even if that's what they feel inside. They can get pretty good at this and can put off their anger 
for quite a while until it can boil up to the surface, kind of like the Enneagram 9. But the reason for that is a little bit different. It's more about that interpersonal struggle of expressing anger versus the Enneagram 9's interpersonal dilemma about expressing anger. So for the Enneagram 1, instead of acting out in anger like the Enneagram 8 might do, they try to instead direct the energy of their anger into doing something that they would consider to be constructive. So the Enneagram 1's anger can actually be a positive, sometimes because it can drive them to do better and to change the way things are and to motivate them to do better and to have personal development and to help others and it can drive them to being productive even with something that's kind of unrelated. They often will channel that energy into their work or or other things that they would consider to be productive. So those are the three centers of intelligence. I hope that this cleared up some of the distinctions between the head triad, gut triad, and heart triad. And if you still don't know what your number is, this might be a really great way to narrow it down to at least your center of intelligence and then you can narrow it down between those three numbers that fall into that category. You can follow Firstline on Instagram at Firstline Podcast or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Firstline Podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode every Monday.